Welcome to the Top 5 Podcast with your hosts, Rail Bricker and Lindsay Adams. Hello again. Our special guest today is Kate McKay, coming to us from St. Petersburg in Florida. Welcome, Kate. Welcome. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Now, Kate is the CEO of Sienna Strategy Partners. Um, She's a certified high-performance success coach and business strategist. She's a best-selling author, transformational speaker, athlete, podcaster, multi-million dollar business owner. Goodness me, the list goes on. Um, Just recently, uh, she published her newest book, Claim Your Inner Warrior, which joins her bestseller, Claim Your Inner Badass, which will be re-released next month. So, Kate, I'm excited that we've got you here. And today we're going to talk about the top five tips to master your body master your life. Um, What's tip number one? Well, you know, first thing we have to look at is what it is that you really truly want, because um, ultimately mastering anything requires a leaning in and a leaning into really figuring it out what it is you want. And it sounds so like blah, blah, personal development, but we don't teach future casting in school, right? And ultimately what that is, is we have to create a vision in the future, future cast. And then we, from there, back it up and we back cast in order to come up with a plan, an actionable plan to get there. And there's a direct bridge between athletic mindset and success mindset. And I coach a lot of men. So I love to use sports analogy. If we want to hit life out of the park, whether we're talking about any part of our life, We must create a plan. And that's really where it starts. And it has to be a plan that is driven from the heart, that you're motivated by it, and that you know it's going to add a sense of significance and meaning to your life. But Kate, let me ask you a question. There's a lot of work and a lot of publications at the moment about quiet quitting, about um, disenfranchised employees, you know, you know, disgruntled employees who just turn up and, you know, punch the card to be at work. You know, are are they missing this this plan in their lives or is that just becoming a worldwide trend? Because they're talking of 50, 60, 70 percent of employees being disenfranchised. Well, that is until the economy tanks, right? I mean, it's easy to say, I'm out, take this job and shove it. When you're still getting, you still have some sense of prosperity, And I I, I truly believe that the thesis is this, that we've come, you know, obviously you guys, your country hit it pretty hard with the COVID, right? With the lockdown. So we came in this thesis piece, uh, phase number one is we came into this, this whole concept of survival mode when COVID first happened, right? Locking the doors and, you know, buying as much toilet paper as we can and hoarding gold, (laughs) all of these things legit happened. And then we moved into protection mode, which was, us against them, right? Divisive culture, people who are entrepreneurs, people who are punching a clock, gay, straight, liberals, non-vaccine. It was becoming divisive culture. And then I believe we moved on to the third phase, which is why all three of us are doing what we're doing now. We are on to a production phase. The people who are producing, who are creating, who are adding value are the ones that are going to thrive through this. And we only, and that's why I'm so committed to personal development, because we can only be as good as we can be in one area of our life if we're accelerating and being honest and transparent in all aspects of our life. 
And I would say the quitting culture and all of that, that's a bunch of hype. Because because the bottom line is what happens is when we do have a shift in economy, people are going to be begging for jobs. And the good news is the people who are applying their skills now to lean into what they are doing and why they are here are the people that are going to be the ones that are going to be the helpers for the people who are lacking a focus and a drive. So we are going to lead. That's why we're doing this, right, Lindsay and Ralph? We're doing this to lead and help others and apply actionable steps so they, too, can get greater clarity. And they can have greater energy and productivity. That's really what high performance is all about. Thanks, Kate. That's a that's a, a great explanation and cuts through a lot of the media hype that's been around for the last couple of years or months. So hit us with tip number two for tips to master your body and master your life. Well, I think that a number one thing of why people hire me is number one, they're not feeling productive. And they're feeling a sense of overwhelm, right? Overwhelm is usually means that they have too much on their plate or not enough on their plate. Let's just get real. There's a lot of people doing a whole lot of nothing. <laughs> I hate to say it, but when you look at the average person, do you know how many times they're touching their phone? Google it. 2,653 times a day, 653 times the average person is making a judgment on their phone. Do I like it or not like it? They're in overwhelm, all right, because of the device. So I would say the overwhelm is often happening by people becoming detached by their present moment, either worried about their past. Oh, I can't believe I said that or why they do that. They're beating themselves up for self-sabotage. Or they're projecting in the future things that aren't even true, that haven't even happened. They've lost the present moment. So that's why so much of personal development is geared towards, let's get clear in the moment now. How are we going to maximize our energy in this moment? That's what people want to know when they hire me. Kate, how can you have so much energy? How can you feel be so enthusiastic? Because I manage my energy. And that's where we have to start when we talk about overwhelm. Overwhelm means being more in the present moment so that overwhelm no longer can exist because you've maximized the moment that is existing right now for you and creating action steps out of that state of overwhelm. I love it. I love it. And your energy really comes through, Kate. It sure does. (laughs) So tip number three, take us down the path. Right on. So this is the big thing about why uh, another thing that people want to know, Kate, how can you be so confident? And I will say to you, life has hit me hard. I've had a lot of trauma as people have. But five years ago, I was knocked to my knees when my son William committed suicide. Okay. So big ass stomach punch, soul ripping experience. And I have a mission statement and it's to live powerfully with courage and enthusiasm. And you better believe that if that was my mission statement, I was going to figure out a way to do grief like that, to do it powerfully with courage and enthusiasm. Now, the word enthusiasm, what does it mean? It means to live in the divine, in God, live in your divinity. In other words, live while you are here. I can own the word enthusiastic because of that, because if it means I'm living on purpose, And I'm connected to the light. Thankfully, my son is the one that's shining an extra big beacon on me. I can live into my sense of meaning because there's such thing as the power of transformation through grief. Okay. So I have to live that way. 
in order to have survived and thrived through such a great loss. I'm here to be a beacon of hope for other people. That's why I work tirelessly and I don't really care. I mean, I'm older now, so I care less about people thinking, Kate, you're too this. How many of us are not living in our purpose because we've been heard we're too something, too smart, too tall, too fat, too old, too whatever. And, and you know what? Whenever people are telling you you're too up, say, so what? Go in, go and be your too much because that's why you're called here. And, and that becomes confidence. And confidence and competency have a direct link. It's a psychological term, the competence-confidence loop. The more you practice something and you build your competency, the greater your confidence. Confidence does not grow sitting and clicking on your phone. We have to take action. And we need to help have people around me, around you that help you. And the really important point is you hear this guys all the time. You know, you are the five people who are around you. That's not actually true. You are the you are a reflection of the five people you expect to have around you. Who are you expecting to be around you? That's where the work is. That's where we fill the gap. Don't define yourself by the people around you. That Define it by who those people are that you're going to stretch and have them on your phone so that they are now part of your tribe. That's why you're here. You got to stretch. Reminds me of the old saying, be you, everyone else is taken. And yes, <laughs> right? And, that, and we 10x that, right? Be, be your, the most excellent part of you. It doesn't take any more effort, really, except you have to push through fear. And fear is, uh, is going to happen no matter what. But you should be more afraid, listeners, that you are not going to live in your purpose. That's just, that's just scare the crap out of you. That you're going to lay your head in the pillow and there's a chance that you would not wake up and you haven't squeezed everything out of this life. That's a crying shame. I love the, I love the, you used the word, one of my favorite words, and it's my branding, which is called excellence or the excellence guy. And, and my, I guess, simple definition there is that excellence is showing up as the best version of yourself every day. And, mm -hmm. um, I, I was doing some work with a company and they, and one of the staff was hungover. And I said, nothing <laughs> wrong with that. You know, and I said, you know, and, and, and in the Australian culture, you know, you would have normally just chucked a sickie, as they say, and just not arrived at work. And I said, being excellent means that you actually, even in your hangover state, arrive as the best version of yourself on that day. It may not be as good as the day before, but it is the best of yourself that day. And mm -hmm. that the group, like, jaws dropped because they couldn't get their head around the fact that it's okay. I wasn't saying it's okay to be drunk at work. I was, I was merely trying to emphasize just being the best every day at yourself. So yeah, Kate, hit us with tip moment, number four. Right? And well, the thing is, I love that point because the growth really happens on the edges and, you know, be the best. It's like, if you don't have someone that's raising the bar for you, then it's going to be difficult. Like your edges of where you are in your excellence game should make you exceedingly uncomfortable because it has to be that place of uncomfortable growth in order to really transmute and transform and to be who you came here to be. And you need a tribe of people to do it. Uh, that goes to really changing the, the fourth step that we have here is change your old beliefs. And oftentimes what keeps us small are ridiculous beliefs that we don't even uncover until a coach oftentimes or a therapist for some Ask keeps asking you questions. Why? Why do you think that's true? And, and literally, you could have it doesn't matter how successful people are. 
I, I just think this is one that I just heard last week that I just think that if I really go to that level of wealth and I 10x where I am right now, I, I, I won't be able to hold all of the wealth, like physically won't be able to hold it. And I was like, wow, man, did you hear that? And they're like, yeah, what I said. And I'm like, let me just tell you what you said. Right. So it's beliefs that are unconscious that are keeping us small. And the only way we can really uncover that is that listen, journal, hire a coach, hire an accountability partner, expect people to challenge your old beliefs. We function externally by our external expectations that we want to prove people right. We want to do this. We want to do that. Right. We want to show people. I'll show you. But really what we got to do is we got to look intrinsically and say, what is it inside that's called us to do? And that takes a lot of courage. Courage isn't about, I'm going to go slay the dragon. Courage is, can you look inside? Can you ask yourself those questions? Can you sit in the silence and listen for those places where you have fear and be able to dig into that and then move forward anyway, speaking your needs, speaking your truth, men out there, that's hard, <laughs> but you must speak your needs. You must, must, must speak your needs. I have a whole chapter in Claim Your Inner Warrior about how to get your needs met for men. I have a whole list to make it easy. So check that book out. It's on Amazon, Claim Your Inner Warrior. So, so Kate, Demi, you mentioned the word coach there and people finding coaches. Now, we often interchangeably use, and I know you work with, you, you, you're an athlete and things like that, you know, what what's the difference in your opinion between coaches and mentors and and what role do they play in people's lives i know that's a bit of a sidetrack but you mentioned getting no, a coach, I, th- so. I think it's awesome well i think that ultimately what's happened is coaching is is a growing business because there's it's now science backed and research based we look at epigenetics we look at neuroscience we look at behavior change and modification these things that are happening even chemically in the brain. So we can look at human performance. And it's great that we have athletic fields doing a lot of the work too. And if anyone knows Andrew Huberman, the uh, PhD, he's brilliant neuroscientist out of Stanford. He's bringing some incredible science to the, to the world here. But I, I am a high performance coach because I use a research-backed science-based approach. And it has to be measurable. I'm not successful. I don't want to inspire you. I don't want to motivate you. I want to see you transform. It's not enough for me to just say, rah, rah. I'm not here to cheerlead you. I'm here to push. I'm paid to push. And uh, and I love it because I laugh because I used to be a trainer and I'm a mom. You know, so I know what it's like to take someone to the edge and be like, babe, you can do it. Let's go. Let's go. I'm not afraid of those uncomfortable conversations because I believe in my heart I'm that committed. And that is, you can't get that level of commitment from people to love you. You're not going to. Your biggest and greatest self is not going to happen from people in your family. Oh, I'm going to build a coaching business and I'm going to have my sister and these people in the coaching program. I'm like, the most stupidest idea you could possibly do. <laughs> They're not going to show up. They're not going to do the work. It's going to cause strife in your family. You were called to do your work. You were called, not your mother, not your father, not your husband. Those people are not you're going to be your number one fans when you step into your greatness. I hate to break it to you. They're not. So that's a tough one for a lot of people. So I would say that's the difference between having a coach, a mentor, tours often awesome. But I think if you're paying someone a bunch of money to kick your butt, 
you're going to do way more. What you pay for, you're going to work harder for. I hate to break it to you. It's the truth. Okay. Tip number five. What have you got for us? So uh, let's talk about just the growth of a business. Um, if you're looking at growing your business, if you're an entrepreneur or you're, or you're working within a company, if you want to grow it, the big part, and we're really seeing this now as one of the highest in the top three of uh, leadership is your level of influence and your ability to adapt and, and change in culture. So what the, all the latest studies have shown that the greatest leaders are adaptable. They are adapting to their environment. And again, leadership isn't just about leading from the front. It's being able to build relationship and have influence, infusing trust and hope and inspiration to the people to which you connect with. And we can't do that without transparency. We can't do that without authenticity. Great leaders must be transparent in this day and age. They must. And basically with high performance in particular, we're not talking about the highest achievers, the people making the highest money. We're talking about the people that have the highest sustained level of meaning, of deep relationships, of a sense of fulfillment and joy. And you can't have that if your professional you know, development is at a 10 and your personal relationships are two. Law of average is going to be at all six. Right. So we have to really, as leaders, as people who are interested in growing their impact, we must build relationships. We must build relationships and figuring out ways, tools, questions you can ask yourself on ways that you can inspire others to live in their greatness. You have to become a coach in order to lead. And that means being able to ask powerful questions, be present. And the most important thing, listen, listen to what is being said. And if you don't understand it fully, say, wait a minute, let me ask you a question. Did I get this right? Is this what you said? Is this what you mean? Excellent. Thank you for sharing. I really, I hear that. I hear that. And that means a lot to me. Listen, respond, be present, care. Kate, that's been uh, an amazing uh, interview. And, and I know we only record the audio, but just watching the energy in your body language and, and the way you put that across, you know, I'd love to, you know, we, we, we've been threatening for, for a few years now to start using the video and, and we never get there because we've kind of concentrated on the audio, but the energy comes across in your voice and it's obviously amplified by, by talking to you on the video feed. So, Kate McKay, a thank you from St. Petersburg in Florida, just to be clarified, not St. Petersburg in Russia. Um, <laughs> Kate, thank you very much for joining us on today's podcast. If our listeners wanted to reach out to you as a coach, as a mentor, as a someone to kick their butts and actually get them to the next level, how would they get hold of you? Oh, I say, let's go. Let's go. Um, I'm starting a group pro uh, program, which is going to be really uh, inexpensive and accessible. And people can find me and I am Kate McKay on Instagram. Again, we're growing tribes of people that are here to, to make a difference. Uh, obviously, I have my books on Amazon. I have Claim Your Inner Warrior for Men, Claim Your Inner Badass, which is my bestseller. New book coming out, Claim Your Inner Hottie. Because no matter where I go, people are like, how can you be so fit at your age? I'm 59 years old. And um, I still compete in bikini competitions because 
Why do I do that? Because I can. <laughs> and then I have claim your inner peace, which is my, my journal, uh, my prosperity and peace journal. So I have those four. They're all on Amazon podcast, uh, master your life with Kate McKay. And uh, also, also you can find me at kate-mckay.com and grab a free copy of claim your inner badass. Thanks a lot. I appreciate this time. Appreciate the audience. And uh, just in parting, I would say, lean into your greatness. Like excellence is something to strive for. It should something that should excite you. Bone weary and tired, getting out of bed, two feet on the floor. Get after it. Today is a gift. Today is a gift. I love it. I love it, Kate. Thanks so much for being with us today. And that brings us to the end of our podcast. I'm going to pass it over to Rail to close us off. Thank you very much, Kate McKay. Thank you to my co-host, Lindsay Adams. This is Rail Bricker signing off for another edition of the Top 5 Podcast.